everybody and welcome once again to the podcast called Listen to My Story where we listen to the memories and recollections of the older members of our society. And this week we're going to be listening to the story of Mildred Carr, uh, better known to her friends and family as Bridget and as how she likes to be known herself, of course. Um, she originally came from Guyana, which is in South America, and arrived in Britain in 1964 via ship. She joined up with her husband and they raised a family and they moved in various places around north london so we hear a bit bit more about that uh, she ended up in northamptonshire where they retired to and for the last 20 months she's lived in a retirement home known as Huon and garden village uh, which is in buckinghamshire she's been there since late 2021 and sadly uh, soon after moving in her husband passed away and so she's been widowed for most of that time since um i joined her one evening in her lovely garden terrace flat surrounded by photographs of her family and her friends and also framed paintings which were done by her husband who also painted in his spare time as well as being uh, an architect. So uh, with no further ado, let's listen to the story of Bridget Card and let, let her take up this story. So I'm here with um, Bridget Carr, yes. um, uh, or otherwise known as Mildred, but you prefer to be known as uh, Bridget, Bridget Carr. And um, I'd just like to start with the first question, um, Bridget, as to where you were born. I was born in Guyana, South America. Okay. And um, went to school there with mm-hmm. my, uh, my three brothers and uh, four sisters. Yeah. Until the age of 17, mm-hmm. and uh, which I tried enjoyed being at school all mm-hmm. the time. Yes, eventually, after I left school, Soon after I left school, I um, took up a pupil teacher's job, mm-hmm. and so I worked as a pupil teacher for six years approximately. Okay. And eventually, after that, um, I got engaged to Patrick, and we came to England. You came to England, and where was that? Um, in 1964. 1964, would it have been like the cold time of year, the warm time of year? Bearing in mind where you're from is from is a warmer climate. I mean, what was it like when you first arrived in England? Well, it was a shock to me because I arrived here on Good Friday, mm-hmm. early March. Why? And oh. of course, it was snow and fog and everything yeah, there's a, else. There is a bit of a shock. <laughs> it was really mm. a shock. And I wanted to turn back right away, but anyway, <laughs> because I came to, to meet my, to join my husband, yeah. and, well, my fiancé at the time, yeah. and to be married here, my husband was going to do a short um, five-year course in architecture, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, hopefully we would have got, returned to Guyana. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out that way. We get pitfalls along the way. Okay. So we got married and um, we had two children. And as time went by, um, the house in which we were living, um, the whole top floor burnt out yeah. due to a television. So, I mean, where was that? Where was you living at the time when that happened? I was living in the, um, Brent, Brent Green yeah. area. North London. Brent, yes, Brent Cross, quite yeah. close to Brent Cross, which was never in existence. In those so the areas. shopping centre wasn't there at the time? It wasn't there at the no. time. And um, so I lived in that area for about six years. Mm. Uh, even after the, the flat was burnt out and mm. we went back, we still lived there for about six years. 
then I moved to Edgeware. Yeah. Because the council had offered us a maze net. Yeah. And which was more convenient for family. Mm -hmm. And so that is where we got settled for about fourteen years. Okay. So, I mean. I mean, obviously, a very must have been a very traumatic time, you know, to lose your home like that. I mean, it must have left you very unsettled, you know, to, for that to, for that to happen, you know, to especially with having a family as well. I mean, well, yes, it was a it was a really horrific time actually because mm. we're off having the fire, um, we were left without any mm. um, clothing or anything like this, mm. so we had to have. Uh, rely on help from the the council on the the landlord and the landlord was very um, accommodating. Well, that's good. And um, I helped. They had two children, mm. so I used to help them with their children, yeah. and they would help me with my two children. So as the saying goes, one good turn deserves another, or two good turns right. when it comes to the children. That's right. Yes. So I mean. Just to take you back a little bit, then. I mean, what was your life like? Uh, you know, with your with your home and your family, your your you know your family, your immediate family, your your parents, and, yeah, and your siblings in Guyana. What, what was it like to to live there? If you could describe, you know, what what it, what it was like to be there, to grow up in that area. Yeah. Well, I like being in Guyana because, um, of course, I was with the family. My father had a coffee plantation, so yeah. and some vegetables and other things he grew. So it was quite um, happy, quirky, happy childhood in yeah. a way, being with all my sisters and brothers. And we used to paddle to school. We had to paddle to school. Paddle to school. Paddle to school about three three miles to school. Yeah. And we would had to take our lunch with us because mm. we weren't given lunch at the school. Yeah. So we took our lunch with us, and um, then three o'clock in the afternoon we were paddling home <laughs> <laughs> against the tide, with the tide or against the tide. Yeah. Working off your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but on the whole, it was a nice childhood. Yeah. Um, because having all my sisters and brothers with us, we, yeah, we shared quite a lot on the farm, and mm. you know, picking the coffee and melons and oranges and all sorts of things like this. And yes, I mean, you seem to be painting yes. a very idyllic picture of where you lived. I mean, was it like that? Was it, uh, was it, would you look back in your children and say, they were, they were good years, they were well, they were good years. Yes, yes, we had, yes. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have electric electricity or television yeah. in the early days, mm -hmm. but we played card games and dominoes and yeah. uh, we swam a lot and went fishing and that sort of you, thing. You just made this. Yes. So we, yes, enjoyed, um, mm. or I enjoyed my childhood really, yeah. and being with the rest of the family. Okay. Um, and if you could tell me, I mean, I mean, what was your school like, you know, in itself? I mean, what was, what, I mean, was it a big school? Was it the sort of school that you stayed, you stayed at, you know, throughout all, all your childhood and your uh, early adulthood? Or did you go to different schools? I mean, did you go to yes. a small school and a larger school, that kind of thing that they have over in, in the UK? Yes. Well, I attended um, a Catholic school to begin with. Yeah. And uh, my mother became quite um, ill, mm. and uh, my father couldn't cope with eight of us. Yeah. So therefore, I was uh, adopted in the city, um, in Georgetown. So yeah. I went to the Georgetown government school yeah. until I was about fourteen. Yeah. Then I went back 
the, the person my, who was taking care of me, she passed away. Oh. And so I went back to the, the country where, in the countryside, where yeah. my parents lived back on yeah. the farm. And that is when I was paddling to school yeah. <laughs> with the rest of the family. So it, it must have been quite hard for your father then at the time, with your mother being unwell and bringing up a family and holding down a job. That's know, right, and, yes. And, and you're we sailing off to school. <laughs> um, yes, and we were only children, so my father needed help on the yeah. farm. So we were helping with the coffee, reaping the coffee and corn and yeah. you know, when that came into season yeah. and um, he had to have extra help on the farm apart yeah. from us so yeah. we all did our bit really. Do you think that instilled some sort of sense of value really doing that, that, that you know helping out with the family helping out with the you know with the farm and uh, helping helping the business Do you think that they gave a sense of value you know that you know you, you, everyone well, I suppose so, but as children, you don't really think that's serious. No, that's serious. not no, that's true. <laughs> Retrospectively. Just, just go as the flow, go with the flow, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> or, or in other words, just do as you're told. Do as you're told, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean, so, I mean, you said, you talked about you, you, you did some teaching after you left school, but what did you do after that, after you, after you did your teaching? Did you have other jobs as well? Well, while I was there, I was um, I from when I left school. Before I left school, I was helping out on the farm with the coffee picking and reaping the vegetables yeah. and that sort of thing. But once I became left school, I went to another district. That's where I was offered a teaching job at the Catholic school. Yeah. And that's where I taught there for about six years before yeah. I came to England. Before you came to England. Yes. Yeah. I mean, did it cross your mind when you arrived in England, or soon after you arrived in England, to get a teaching job over here, or um, was was that did that was that something that you considered? Well, I did consider that, but my husband wasn't in for it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I should just do so, um, um, learn to do some typing and yeah. shorthand and that sort of thing and he wasn't really quite happy for me to be to continue teaching yeah i suppose because i was new to england and mm. the accent probably would have been different and yeah that sort i of suppose thing, so i you suppose know? so maybe yes but i mean but so so that's what you did you went you went uh, to uh, learn to i went to typing. evening classes, so evening classes. Do, yes so I attended evening classes yeah. to learn to do typing and shorthand. Yeah. And eventually I took a job, I was offered a job in the Ministry of Defence where I worked for 27 and a half years. Wow. So all those extra hours you put in, you know, which, which is not easy, speaking as someone who went to uh, evening college to learn computer studies so I can go, go into the office. I know what it's like, you know, like, you know, if you're working during the day and then you've got to go to the college at night, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of discipline, you know, to force yourself to go, you Yes, know. it was very tiring you know, on the hold because I had a family and yeah, I had to, exactly. to do a start out in the morning on the buses to get to work yeah. and uh, coming home in the evening to look after the children yeah. before I went to evening classes. Yeah. And of course, preparing supper and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's really, really strenuous. But it was. But you look forward to the bed in the evening. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I, I was going to ask you, so uh, if you could tell us a, a, about uh, your husband, because uh, you mentioned him briefly, you say Patrick his name was? Yes, Patrick, um, yes. And um, so you met him over there in Guyana and then you, uh, yes, he came over here initially on yes. his own? Yes, we got engaged in Guyana and yeah. the plan was I would be joining him shortly. Yeah. Um, so he he came to study architecture Yeah. and I would join him soon after, but yeah. we had a, Guyana had a three month strike mm -hmm. and every, everything closed down and um, so that was delayed, that delayed So the delayed your plans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, if you could tell us about your children, you know, how many children you, you, you've had and also if you had grandchildren. Well, I've got two children, yes, and um, my um, my daughter, she was the oldest, oldest son, a son. Yeah. One of each, and then I have one of each in grandchildren as yeah. well. <laughs> yes. That's the both worlds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, do they come to visit you much? Do they come here to see you? Yes, my daughter is very regular. Yeah. Uh, yes, and my son is very attentive yeah. as well, so yeah. I see them all the time. And this is why I moved to this area yeah. to support my son, mm. as he lost his wife five years ago. Oh, that's tragic. And he had two young children. Yeah. We thought, well, she must know, have been a very young woman. Yes, yeah, yeah. she was only forty-three. Oh, yes. nothing, is it? And um, so that was a yeah. shock to the family. And, yeah. And, and it's good that he's got that kind of support network as well, hasn't he? He's got well, that that's you, right. you, you know, you, not yes. you know, should say to fall back on, but someone he can rely upon. You know that. If he's in trouble, I should think with his wife passing away, it must have been a very stressful experience exactly, for him. And so yes. he's got someone there to take up, you know, take up the other work of looking after the kids or giving him help when really he needs it. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so how long have you lived here then? This this residential. I've home? been living here now twenty about twenty approximately twenty months. For twenty months. And, yes. Yeah. And so. And so you, yeah. So obviously you're on your own now. You're, you're. Well, yes, my husband passed away just over a year now. Yeah. <laughs> he only lasted four months here. So he, he, he did. He did see this place. He did come. Yes, he was it. quite happy here, and he yeah. used to go downstairs and real estate part and yeah. whatever. Um, Join in with all the local downstairs. Things yes. that go on here, yeah. Because yes. I've seen it. It can be a very lively place. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, he took ill, and um, yeah. You know, and that was it, really. Um, well, that's, 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 you know, obviously that's tragic, you know, to, for, for that to happen, you know, but look, at least he's, he's, he's seen that you're you're in a secure place, you're in a safe pair of hands, and yeah, you're in a so. decent environment, for, you know, because yes. you, know, you, uh, you mentioned that you did move around quite a bit when you when your wife in England, you know, as you said, initially North London, and then you lost your flat, and then yes, you well, in another yes, place. Yes, that's right. When we so you moved the, around yes. quite a bit. Yeah. Well, when I came, I was actually living um, with a Jewish family and we yeah. had the upstairs yeah. um, flat and then it, flooded, it, caught, it burned down because yeah. um, television repair that mm. caused that fire. And so we ended up in a halfway home for about nine months yeah. until the flat was rebuilt and the, the family was so... Um, kind to us and we got on so well they yeah. were quite happy That's for so us good. to come back and stay live in the house mm. share the house with them yeah. until the council thought well they suggested in the council it wasn't convenient for us 
for us to be living three floors up and they might be better if we were, you know, offered a place. Yeah. So the council had some new apartments built in Edgeware and that is why they offered us some amazing net there. Yeah. And that's where we stayed for about 14 years. 14 years? Yes. Must have been very happy there then to be there for that long. Yes, we had some nice neighbours yeah. and we all looked after each other yeah. and the children shared a lot together. Yeah, especially and with all the tro trials and tribulations you had, you know, for instance, you know, losing, losing the, the flat to, to fire. Well, that's and right, kind of yes, yes. You know, to, to at last be somewhere where you can be secure and somewhere you can bring up your children. And yes, and the neighbours, we all worked together looking after the children yeah. and having fun together in the park. And yeah, it must have been a very supportive <laughs> yes. neighbourhood. Yes, yeah. because they were all new mothers and new yeah. families moving in the like, you know, like in, in yes. the same sort of position as you. That's yours. right, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you said, that you said you've been here for what, 20 months, you've been, been here for, um, and I know this place, I know it's a very well built and a very, uh, it's a very well organised place, you know, it's got it, this place here, this residential home has got, um, it's got like a, you know, it's got like a cafe, it's got a bar, it's got shops, you know, it's got, and, Hairdressers. Hairdressers and, yeah. you know, library, <laughs> you know, you name it. That's you know. right, yes. I mean, I mean, but being here now, uh, these days, I mean, you come across to me, uh, you know, speaking to you that, you know, despite all that's happened, you seem a very contented person, you know, we're contented with your lot and what you have. I mean, but what is, what is it that you look forward to these days? I mean, what is it that, you know, you, that, you know, you look forward to, um, uh, you know, you wake up in the morning. It's got something. It's got something that, you know, keeps you going and keeps you, you know, um, interested in what's going on around you. Well, I like I like being with people. Yeah. So I enjoy the company. If I go downstairs or yeah. someone would ring up, so I'm quite happy talking to them. Yeah. With them, and we have a singing group there. So yeah. I've, jo I've joined the singing group. And oh. We okay. have a prayer group the following day, so I attend the prayer group. Yeah. as well and uh, of course they arranged quite a few during the summer they were arranging quite a few um coach trips out for the day trips out so which i attended quite a bit but being back here i'm quite happy to join the folks in the restaurant yeah <laughs> or the game evenings or something like yeah. that because you did say, I mean, I mean, saying to me earlier, you know, before you know, before we started this, that you said that the, you know, the the church played quite an important part oh, yeah. of your life with regards to the people that you knew there, you know, the support network they provided. Well, yes, yes, the the the, um, the people. Um, in the early days, my husband was an elder in that in the church in in um, Ealing. Yeah. And Edgeware, and yeah. uh, my husband was an elder there, and I did a lot of the flowers, and yeah. we sang in the choir, and yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I love cake decorating, yeah. cake making, oh and decorating. I like eating them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've just got a couple more questions, if that's okay with you, Bridget. I mean, first of all, I'd just like to oh, ask. Um, you look back on this now. I mean, I don't want to hold you to one single thing because there could be many. But what you know, what what's what are kind of achievements you've had in your life? You look back on, you think, you know, I'm really proud of that. You know, they can't take that away from me. This, you know, I, I always look back on that with pride. I mean, is there is there like achievements that you've got in your life that you look you look back on 
and if you know you're happy with. Well, I've made a lot of friends during my um, stay in England. Really, yeah. each time I worked somewhere, I made yeah. a friend, a few friends, and yeah. we had holidays abroad together. Yeah, and which I quite enjoyed. I you, missed a little touch. Yes, I love traveling. Went to several different places: Norway, Sweden, yeah, <laughs> um, Tenerife, uh, Belgium, and. Um, um, Switzerland and yeah. Norway and you also uh, mentioned the Far East as the well. The Far East, you know, yes, China, Beijing, like China, yeah. yes. So we went to um, where else? Um, Might be quicker to ask where didn't you go? <laughs> <laughs> Greece, yeah, Greece, Monaco, oh. <laughs> but this is France, endless. Yes, <laughs> Egypt, Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the whole alphabet. <laughs> Antarctica, have you been there yet? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> the furthest was, uh, was to um, Norway. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and so, uh, so that was what you say your, your achievement is, is that you've managed to get Travel a good... Travel around, yes. And, I love travelling, and, yes. and have a good circle of friends around you wherever you move to. You know, yes. you know wherever you move to, you're not isolated. Right. You've got a group yeah. of friends, you make friends, who yes. suggest that you uh, you're outgoing and you, you, know, you reach Join out to people. Join the singing group and yeah. you go get swimming. Involved. Yes, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yes. well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's just, yes. just, it's just getting out there and being more sociable. Um, so, if you went back in time, now if, if, for instance, you met your younger self, or if you met the younger Bridget, you know, if you saw a 25-year-old Bridget walking down the street, um, what sort of advice would you give her? Because you look at her and you think, well, that's me, but I know what's, what's going to happen to her because I've been for that. Is there any advice you give her or anything you, you would say or uh, that may change things or are you quite happy with? Well, I would look at my granddaughter at the moment and I would say to her, just be careful. Just be aware of your surroundings and be aware of, you know, everything is all glit all as the glitters is not gold. That's true. I say. But uh, just make the most of life and make yeah. the most of whatever you can get get in life, whether it's education or travelling yeah. or, you know, singing, joining into groups yeah. and, you know, having fun, really. Well, let's hope she's got that kind of... Um that joy of life that you've got, it's, it's, you know, that well, you know, thirst so. for knowledge and, you know, you, uh, and, and to to travel, to be adventurous, to travel and to reach out to new friends all the time. Yes. There's hope that that's instilled in her as well. You I know, hope so, hope yes. Well, this, yes, the older one, she's very much into that. She's yeah. been to America and so Beijing and so many Oh, other right. Places. Oh, she's following your footsteps. already, yeah. yes. And that's good. You set, obviously, you set a good example. Oh, well, thank you very much for all that, Bridget. It's been really interesting. And obviously, you've, you've led a really rich and varied life, you know. And, uh, and even now, just listen to me. God, I haven't done anything. <laughs> you put me to shame. But, yeah, but thank you very much, Bridget. You're thank welcome. You. Yes. Well, that brings the end to another episode. And um, I think this is what this podcast aims to do, which is to learn something from these people from the older members of our community so that when you come away you've actually learned something about life um or it's added another interesting um facet to it i think with um bridget 
And despite all her challenges that's happened to her, the long journey she had to take to get to Britain to um, join up with her fiancé and then become her husband, and also um, the challenges, for instance, losing her, her entire possessions in a fire, she managed to overcome all these obstacles. She managed to uh, carry on. And she comes across really as a very stoic person. And and I think maybe it was the the hard work and the discipline and dedication that was instilled in her from an early age uh, when she took the rowing boat to school and back and worked on her father's farm, that she was able to meet these sort of challenges um, head on. Thank you very much, and uh, next week we'll be talking to Rhiannon. Bye-bye.